Waffle chat drone. Waffle chat drone. Waffle chat chat drone. Waffle chat chat drone. Waffle chat drone. So welcome, listener, and tonight's edition of Waffle Chat and Drone is a great favourite of ours. How we've been looking forward to this one. It's favourite movies, five favourite movies. So for today's discussion, I'm going to move to Andrew, first of all. So Andrew, Andrew, what, what is it that characterises a great movie for you? So it's a number of things for me. Um, good plot, uh, empathy with characters, um, preferably a, a, a nice, interesting conclusion. Um, I like a few sort of technical things like good cinematography, good music, good sound. But fundamentally, for me, it's about being entertained. I actually don't. I don't necessarily want a movie to um, to to educate me or to sort of bring you know dark emotions to the fore or sort of put me through the ringer so much. I just want to be just entertained, and I want to you know spend two hours watching a good story with characters that I believe in and think, yeah, you know, that was that was good. That was that was interesting. It doesn't necessarily, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be high art. But. And so, Philip, how would you build on Andrew's assertions there? Are you of like mind? Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I, I can th- I'll throw out a couple of things. I don't want to be spun along. Um, and, and that's where I think the film wins over these long series that seem to go on, on for eternity. Uh, so I love, I love, I love the fact that it's over and done with. You know, you've got uh, was it one hour twenty, two hours, whatever the time is, and it's it's done. And you've got a beginning, a middle, and end. And so I, I'm a traditionist. I want, I want a story, and I want a romp. I want a really good romp. Not interested in horror. Can't stand horror. Don't go near that. I I want something that's. Uh, like Andrew says, it's going to entertain. It's going to have. It's going to have, have that cinematic experience. It needs the big screen, the big music, um, builds to a crescendo, emotional, all those things. Yeah, absolutely love it. But particularly, I, I like a romp. That's that's uh, that's going to be a theme for my choices. Oh, I see a number of carry on selections coming on tonight. I think. So, yeah. <laughs> what about you, Paul? Well, I, I, I mean, I, I, I share your view. I think. I mean, I think uh, the one thing I'd add is a good laugh. A good laugh. You know, a great comedy stays with you for a long time, doesn't it? But no, I'm, I'm with you. I think. I mean, I, I've noticed some inflation in, in my mind. As a, a night out of the cinema still costs or should cost two pounds eighty, and yet I think I was in one of the, was it the Curzon in the West End and. I think I ended up paying 26 quid or something. It's unbelievable, isn't it? Oh, it's very expensive. Really? Yes, shocking. Yes. Yeah, yes. yeah, but I, I'm thinking of film not necessarily at the cinema. Mm. Oh, I, oh. I'm, think, I'm thinking of film. Because some. I'm just looking at my my sort of list, and there are some films that definitely would lend themselves to being better enjoyed in the cinema, but not necessarily. I, I think well, the cinema... You know, the cinema does lend itself to certain types of films, but I don't think you have to go to the cinema to enjoy a film. So, Andrew, Andrew, you go first. Number five, but, but number five in your list, please. Right. Okay. So, my fifth film is actually a horror film. Ooh. And I know Philip Philip will uh, will will boo as he has done, but. The reason the re- it's 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 actually a very uh, quirky film, and it dates back to 1945. 
It's not very well known. It's not particularly well produced. But the reason I like it is just because it always gets me. And actually, it's a it's an anthology. It's a film called The Dead of Night. Mm. But it's an anthology of, um, of five tales which are woven together with a common thread. There are no special effects. It's sort of fairly rudimentary. But actually, it's really, really eerie. And I, I don't know why. It's a black and white film. It's probably most memorable for the final sequence, which involves a ventriloquist dummy, oh, which ends oh. up driving its owner mad. And there's a, an amazing performance by Michael Redgrave. Um, but the the, 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 the the segments themselves are actually quite eclectic. Um, mm. There are a couple of really, really good ones, the ventriloquist dummy, the... the um, uh, the, the, the mirror sequence where a, a guy and his wife peer into a mirror in a, in a room and seem to um, be drawn into a different world. Uh, and there's a famous scene at the, at the, at the front where um, there's, a, there's a line from a hearse driver where he says to the guy uh, recuperating in hospital, just, one for, just room for one more inside, sir. And you know, you know exactly what it means. Um, but there, there are... There are the, the way it's done is, is, is really effective, and it's sort of a recurring nightmare. You don't know whether it's real or, um, or not, um, but it's just very, very well made, and I, 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 I love it. I mean, the, the ventriloquist dummy mm. sequence mm. does give you nightmares. I mean, it is genuinely scary, and it's quite impressive how, in 1945, in a black-and-white film, they made something so eerie um, and so genuinely scary much more, much more scary than I think of sort of Friday the 13th and Saw and Hostel and all these other sort of so-called horror films. This really plays on the supernatural and your fear of the unknown. Yeah, you've, you've made an interesting selection there, Andrew. I mean, Alberto Calvacanti was indeed a, a, a quite a well-regarded director, I think, and this was one of his favourite works, I think, wasn't it? It was, um, yes, mm, yes, mm. It, and it's very. I mean, so that that sequence has been very influential, and 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 um, you know, it's 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 it sends goosebumps. You know, I mean, you you, you you when you watch it, you just really think, oh wow! I mean, this is this is really quite powerful, and it is. You after after you see, you just don't turn the, the lights out. Okay, Paul, you what's just... your fifth greatest movie ever made? Well, I've got. Um, let's see. I'm, I'm going to go for the Elephant Man, and, Ooh, and, and that's I, a good I think, one. Well, I I think it is a, a great movie. It's well acted. It's the kind of movie again, interestingly, in black and white, um, kind of movie that plays to one's social conscience. And I think many of there's a, there's a couple of scenes in it really stay with me. Um, do you recall the, the the building of the mob? The and which I think is so pertinent to our our time, you know, which you the mob now materializes more on social media, doesn't it? But that kind of mass anger, that um, complete absence of morality, and then at the centre of it is the good doctor played by uh, Anthony Hopkins, who mm, mm. I remember one line when he <coughs> says, "Am I am I a good man or a bad bad man?" Um, for what he was doing with. Um, Merrick, wasn't it? John John Merrick. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. So I think um yeah, a very, very, very fine movie. But listen, in the interest of time, in the interest of time we move on. Philip, Philip, we're gonna to have to ask you number five. Okay, my first, this is my first romp and uh I love this one. Uh this is the day of the jackal. 
Ooh, now that's yeah. a surprise selection. Tell us more. Oh, I, I really enjoyed this. I remember watching it the first time and really being spellbound by this. And you've got uh, Ed, Edward Fox in the lead mm. role. His best role he had. He never really made it into stardom, did he? He never got the lead. Uh, but he's, he's, he's such a brilliant British um, uh, lead man here, isn't he? And he's, he's, the, he's the assassin they, they hire. So what have you got? You've got the French army are fed up with de Gaulle for giving up Algeria. And they've got this organisation, the OAS, who would love to knock off de Gaulle. And uh, and you had um, Frederick Forsyth. He was around. He was a war correspondent. He understood. And he dreamt up this story. He, he figured out that they'd have to hire an assassin. So he derived the story. And he'd, he'd been around and talked to all these kind of people. So he knew this thing about how to fake your identity, get these second identities and so on, by going around and finding the children that have died and getting their their details and so on and then how to get a a special gun made and where you would go and it's a fantastic chase isn't it and the other the other actor i've got to mention is michael lonsdale who's that french british french actor you'd know him he he was uh he was a bond villain wasn't he once and wasn't he Drax in the in the um, in that's Moonraker? It. Yes, oh, yes, that's it. That's it. Uh, but he's just yeah. died. He's just died. He died yes, in September. Right. And uh, eighty nine, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. sorry, it's a bit tree. Um, but it's it's you just it's a grippy movie, and it goes all the. It's the chase. It's really a chase movie, isn't it? It's a detective and a chase movie. And can they catch him? And will they be able to find him? And you obviously got back to that era because it's set in sixty three. And the communications are slow and telephone and all this and trying to find out what's going on and who he is. And they, they eventually find his code name, the Jackal, and then they try to track him down. And he almost pulls it off, doesn't he? They're in the they're on the, the Champs-Élysées, I think. And, they, uh, and there's a, there's a um, uh, de Gaulle's going to be giving out some uh, uh, medals. And he, and he takes his first shot and it just misses, but he... Uh, he he's got he gets caught at the end. It's a fantastic, fantastic. Got it's got a lot of yeah, Fred, lot of great Fred stuff Zimmerman in there. and gets seven point eight out of ten on IMDb. So quite a quite a high rating. Quite a high rating. Mm. Showing its age a little bit, I think nineteen seventy three. But yeah, and possibly morally ambiguous. Yeah, so a, a, a surprising, but you know that, that but does if remind. It's on if it's on, you want to watch it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's genu- it is. It is a good film. It's not. It's yeah. not great art, is it? But it's definitely yeah. entertaining. It's definitely. It yeah. definitely draws you in, and it's the sort yeah. of film that after fifteen twenty minutes, you 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 want to know what happens. Yeah, definitely. That I think it's happen. time for me to go for my film, uh, my fourth place in my yeah. list of films. Yeah, go on. And I'm going to go for the uh, what I think is one of the ultimate feel-good films, and it's a film that again just gets you every single time. Is so emotional, even though you know exactly what's going to happen. It's built, it's based on a true story, but it's just so superbly acted, and the suspense is just is 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 built up so uh, well. And it's a film called Apollo Thirteen. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's just the way that you get drawn into the characters and you sort of identify with the characters and this incredible challenge that they have you know hundreds of miles above the earth and it just seems impossible in the 1960s how they actually overcame um you know such such a catastrophic event and 
I think Gene, you know, Ed, Ed Harris is Gene Kranz. Is yes, just, that's he's right. Superb. He's so cool in his white tuxedo standing there in Mission Control. But there's there's one scene in particular where they're looking for the landing. They've you know they've gone through all the repairs and everything, but they don't know whether the heat shield is going to work that's it. When, <laughs> when they land. And they might bounce off. They might come in too fast. They might burn up. And then they say, well, you know, three minutes is the is the time. And you can see um, you can see Tom Hanks's son um, mm-hmm. in, in in his classroom, and they're all watching the TV, and they're all waiting to see whether it appears. And the three minutes comes and goes, and you think they've burned, they've burned, it hasn't worked. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly, after four minutes, you know, there's a crackle over the tannoy, and you hear the voice, and you think. Yes, they've made it, mm. but, and you, but you know they've made it because you've seen the film before and you've heard the story and you know they made it, but your sense of relief mm. is incredible. Mm. And I, I just think it's it's just so well made in, and you just sort of come out of it thinking, well, hey, these guys have got through it. And I, I just think it's a beautifully produced film. Uh, interestingly... Interestingly, it gets 7.6 out of 10 on IMDb. So it, to my surprise, it comes in lower than Day of the Jackal. That's a surprise to me. Mm. But Philip, sorry, what were you going to say? I was going to say that, that, that's a bit of a landmark movie for us because I definitely want to go and see that. And uh, wife wasn't too keen, really. So, of course, um, I was saying, have we booked, have you booked the tickets? Booked it? And she hadn't booked the tickets. So we ended up booking the tickets late. And we got to the, the, uh, the, the show. And we had to sit in the very front row. Uh, on the big screen and crooking our neck upwards uh, and, and it, she, she did come out saying that was a really good movie uh, and she wished she'd booked the tickets earlier so we could have a proper proper view of it but it's, it's, a, mm-hmm. it's a brilliant movie isn't it Ron Howard great storytelling isn't it that was a great story and they really did it well they really, even yeah. though you knew the outcome I, I think it, it's a, a terrific story of... there's, a, there's a great line in there where they say you know this is going to be a disaster for NASA and then Ed Harris, or Gene Cran, stands up at the back of motion, uh, Mission Control, and he sort of he thumbs his, you know, he hooks his thumbs in yeah, into his belt, and he says, "I disagree. This is going to be our finest hour, or something." And you think, yes. yeah, you know, yeah. that's it's yeah. just so inspirational. Very inspirational. Right. So, um, who's turn? My turn, isn't it? Yes. Go on. Well. I think Sink the Bismarck. Sink the Bismarck. What a cracking movie that is. We've got to have a bit of Kenneth Moore, what? haven't we? Sink the Bismarck. Oh, <laughs> I, Sink the Bismarck. Is, he, is, that, is that with the hood or something? Or... That's right. Yeah, the that's... poor old hood. The poor old hood. Beautiful, beautiful battle. Suffolk was there. Yeah, yeah. One of those movies where you can still remember individual lines. And, hey, we won, didn't we? So a pretty good movie. And actually, an, an extraordinary story. I mean, you, if you read... If that were described in a novel, you'd think that couldn't possibly happen. Couldn't possibly happen. Didn't they torpedo did. the... Um, the uh... Well, they sent off um, some swordfish from a couple of carriers that came back from their various duties. I think in the Royal came back to the Mediterranean, desperately chasing and looking for the Bismarck. Yeah, and yeah. at first... At first, they torpedoed in error a British warship, um, uh-huh. and unfortunately, they were using I think magnetic, uh, magnetic-headed torpedoes that failed. And from that, they learned to use the previous spec of torpedoed. Mm. They went out again and found the Bismarck, 
and one of the torpedoes just caught the steering gear. Got the rudder, it, didn't it? That's yeah. right. And it, and it just went round in circles. Went round in circles until King George the the fifth and um, oh, and was it not the Nelson the Rodney? Was it or was it the, one of those two? I think, I think Rodney was. was, was I think HMS Rodney was involved. Yeah, yeah. So fantastic mm. story. And I think Kenneth Moore. You know, Kenneth. We need him as Prime Minister. We need Kenneth Moore back. Come on, Ken. Come on, Ken. Um, so, Philip, Philip. Well, you're... we're going to return to space. We're going to return to space now. So, can you guess? A bit of humour in space. Can you think Pigs in space? Be? No, that was the Muppets. Dark, no. Dark Star. No, we're going to go to Galaxy Quest. Oh, never seen Galaxy it. Tell us more. Tell us more. Oh, never, never heard of it. It's a spoof. It's a and it's a very funny spoof. It's got Tim Allen, Sigourney Weaver, Alan Rickman in. It's a great cast actually. It's become a cult movie. Uh, 1999 came out, and it's a spoof, uh, particularly on Star Trek. Um, and it's it's absolutely it's very very funny. And you've got this you've got you've got this um, this crew, Tim Allen, Weaver, and Rickman. They actually are in a they're in a TV series. Um, but some aliens come down and think they're re- they're real um, uh, space fighters, whatever, and they can crew a ship and they get taken to this other world where they actually the, the, these aliens have built them the exact ship that's in the TV program, and uh, they've got to fight the enemy of these other people. And uh, it, you know, it's great. It's a sort of it's lovely, lovely, funny, very funny. Alan Brinkman's uh, very good in it. Um, and they're all good at actually in it. And it's it's a spoof, and we can't stop laughing at it. And it comes on. I've got to watch it. Christmas is a Christmas movie. You've got to you've got to enjoy it and laugh at Christmas. So there you go. Terrific one. And comes mm. yeah, intro comes in at seven point three on IMDb. Oh, we're going IMDb. backwards. We're going down, aren't we? Mm, mm. But but mm. yeah, quite but, a, quite a you know quite a interesting. Um, what was Sing the Bismarck? Um, yeah, out of interest. Yeah, yeah. Seven, <laughs> seven point four. No, so it was 7.1. So, Andrew, back to you. Back to you. Oh, we get to the top three now. Got to the top three. three. Now we get to the real area. All right. So, I'm I'm, I'm going back in time a little bit. I'm going black and white again. And my, you know, the family hate it when I choose black and white films for a family film night. But this one is a genuine classic, and it's a it's a favourite of mine. It's, it was made in 1949, so two of my top five are actually made in the 1940s. This film um, is very evocative, and actually, its main star is only in it for five minutes. It's got a very famous ending, which takes everybody by surprise. A very well known score, um, and quite a nice little plot. It's sort of a film oh, noir. It's a I film called Third Man, yeah, yes. um, and it's um, it's based on a novel by Graham Greene, directed by Carol Reed. Yes, uh, Orson Welles is the big Wells. film star, but he's only in it for for a few minutes. But it's it's a nice little sort of mystery, sort of thriller type thing. Mm. But the cinematography in post-war Vienna is absolutely stunning, and even yeah. though it's black and white, it really takes you there. And you see, you sort of get drawn into the story of Harry Lyme and Harry Lyme. What, what, what became of him, um, mm. and it turns out he was not a not a good egg. He wasn't. Um, he wasn't That's against what you expectations. Learn, yeah, yeah, and he lurks in the shadows. Um, mm. 
it's a little bit arty farty for chaps like us, but I I I concede in IMDb it comes in at eight point one, eight point one. Uh, high yeah, scoring. So, that's, that's interesting. So, okay, my next one then, chaps. I think I am going. This might surprise you. Platoon, platoon, the American Vietnam. They write Oliver Stone. Yeah, which I think is a, um, a terrifying movie. Um, mm-hmm. Getting on a bit. Nineteen eighty-six. Uh, Charlie Sheen before he had his problems. Uh, mm. Interestingly, comes in at eight point one on IMDb. So joint leader on IMDb, but memorable movie. And I think is the reason I put it in because I think war movies are yeah they're very memorable, very effective when they're good, and it's one that stays with you. And I think more than most, it portrays the terror of what it must be like. Mm. You know, I can't mm. think of a war film where it which in any way creates the same kind of horror. So I thought that's a, a worthy entrant. And so does IMDb. So does IMDb. So we have a, a joint leader insofar as IMDb are, are, are plotting our progress. So, Philip, what's your next movie? We're going to Japan. We're going to Japan. and We're going to Studio Ghibli. Studio Ghibli. So this is anime. And uh, we're going to a lovely family favourite uh, here, My Neighbour Totoro, or Totoro. Uh, it's it's, it's a, such a lovely, lovely film. Um, it's got all those emotions. It's it's beautiful. You've got the love, beautiful characters, Satsuki and uh, May are the two children, and their mother's ill in hospital, and they, their father takes them away to rural Japan. And then they they discover the these sort of creatures of the forest, aren't they? They mm. are they are um, uh, the beautiful Totoro, this giant, um, very generous, uh, heartwarming character, isn't it? That 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 lives in a tree. What I can't remember. Is it, what kind of tree is it? It's one of these. Um, Oh, I can't remember the type of tree, but it's a you know massive tree, and this this befriends them, and uh, it, it helps them out. And then there's there's wonderful characters that you've got, not only the girls, and then the cat bus actually was our favourite. This is a bus. Yeah, the, the cat bus is so cool. The cat, it's got it's got about eight legs, and it runs along, um, and of course you can't see it. Uh, only the children can see it, and it's as fast as the wind, and it carries them. Uh, it's a beautiful, beautiful story. Uh, I love the animation. I love the 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 the, the theme tune is wonderful. And actually, we play it in Japanese. The original one, it's even better. Yeah, it is. It is lovely. I agree with that. It is a, it is a lovely film. I think, I think the cat bus is one of the, the best cinematic inventions ever. I, mean, I, I haven't come across anybody who wouldn't like to have a ride on the on the cat bus. It's but- that's amazing. Well, Toadro my... himself is sort of big and huge and cuddly and, and lovable and lovable. capable of, sort of amazing things, yeah. I, I like the scene where they're waiting at night for the father to come back on the bus and they're standing there in the rain and along comes Totoro and is holding the umbrella and he, he and all the drips coming down and then Totoro jumps yeah. up and down and <laughs> all the drops come showering down. Uh, it's beautiful, absolutely beautiful. Yeah. This is the one directed by Hayao Miyazaki, who I've, That's I've, right. I've, I've yeah. admired for a long time, I must say. So, um, 
And interestingly, this comes in at 8.2 on IMDb. 8.2. 8.2. Oh, so we're getting very arty-farty now, Philip. So, Andrew, Andrew, we're moving up the scale now. We're close to the top few, so... Right, so my number two, and a film that I've always loved, and even though it's a very long film made in the 1960s, it's actually quite violent, but it's just, in, in my mind, a cinematic masterpiece and i think the climax the last sort of 10 minutes or so with a shriek a very famous shrieking soundtrack is just the most amazing finish to a film ever and it's the good the bad and the ugly spaghetti western 1960s sergio leone it's about three hours long it's it's a truly epic film but the characters are absolutely brilliant and it, you know it's quite a brutal film mm. and you see that you see you follow the characters and actually you in their own way you know the good which is Clint Eastwood the bad which is Lee Van Cleef and Eli Wallach the the ugly you sort of warm to them in their own ways uh, but there's the the, the 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 there's the most sensational climax in a in a graveyard where the music rises and they're trying to find the grave where a lot of gold is hidden, which is the, the, the quest that they will have through the film. It's just it's just incredible. And there's a there's a very famous standoff where the three of them are st- um, standing around um, at three different points in a circle. And there's a big um, big gunfight. I won't I won't I won't say who wins and who loses. Um, in case anybody hasn't seen the film, it just is it, just absolutely brilliant. This is one of those films that you should really watch at the cinema because mm. it just blows you away with the epic scale. Into, wait, what do you think it came in at on IMDb, Andrew? This is an interesting one. I don't know because it's a western. It you know it it is it is violent. It is you know it's nineteen. So I don't know. Maybe seven and a half or something. But eight point eight. Oh right. They're wow. very, very high. I mean, I don't think you get much higher than that. That's mm. clearly regarded as an all-time classic. So mm. I guess it's time for me to come up with my next one. And I, <laughs> my next one is Something About Mary. <laughs> Which Have you seen Something About Mary? No. Is that a comedy oh, one? It's a comedy. You've got to see it. You've got to see it. It's... Um, it's it's very 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 funny and very very original um cameron diaz was the star um a couple of yeah notable celebrities uh, matt Dillon was in it and um no, no it's you if you see it there are a number of oh ben stiller as well ben stiller was probably quite early in his movie career actually um if you're interested, it's, it's three point forty nine or three pounds forty nine on Prime Video. It gets seven point <laughs> Y on on IMDb. But no, there are a couple of wonderful, wonderful cinematic moments. So worth every every penny of your three pounds forty nine. Um, okay, Philip, yours, your oh, we're getting close to the top now. Philip, your your second one. Okay, well, yeah. okay, this this is this is popular culture, but it's it's um it's one of these films that uh, as a family we have we got into the whole set and we've watched them over and over and over and over and over and over again. And these these are the films of a generation, a bit like you know when we were young we would have had uh, uh, Greece and whatever. So this is of another generation. This is going to be one of the Harry Potter films. Oh, one of the Harry Potter. Really? 
because uh, we've watched them so many times and we've enjoyed them so many times. Um, so which one is my favourite Harry Potter? Well, currently my favourite Harry Potter is Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince, uh, which is a good version. It's good. It's one of the later films. It's got humour. It's got uh, serious stuff in it. It's got a good plot, good storyline. Yeah, it's got a bit of intrigue in it. I, I think it's a it's a great film. It's really it's well made as well. And in fact, it was very expensive to make. Apparently, um, two thousand and nine that one. So yes, that's my second film. I, I dread to think how many times I've watched it. But the, what, mm. the, the, apart from maybe the first one and maybe the second one, most of Harry Potter they stand up to being watched and rewatched and rewatched. There's, there's something about that whole world that J.K. Rowling created and the way that it was filmed. It actually, you, you don't get too bored of it. It's it's quite remarkable, I have to say. So I thought, I've got to put one of those on the list. Yeah, you see, it's, it's interesting. We as a family, we I mean, we like the first one because it sort of draws you into the world. It's the introduction. It's a little bit more innocent. We we're sort of less persuaded on 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 the others as the story develops. Sometimes they get a little bit stodgy and dare I say, a little bit a, a little bit repetitive. We we actually like the last one and and possibly the sorry, the first one and the, the last ones. Yes. Um, uh, but less so the ones in the, in, in, in the, I think the, the, the first one is, is, is brilliant because it does introduce you to the world and, um, you know, Diagon, Diagon Alley and the school yes. and everything, yes. some of the characters, and you think, yeah. wow, this is, this, this is amazing. I think once it settles, settles down, it's, it struggles a little bit more to, to engage. Mm-hmm. No, I, I can imagine that. It's, it's one of those things that, that there, it's got its fans, and if you're a fan, you know we've read the books, listened to the, listened to uh, the, 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 the spoken whatever. Who's it? Stephen Fry has, has, has read all the books, and uh, we've watched all the films, and we've been over to um, up the North London. What, what's the studios? And then we've been over to um, uh, Orlando and uh, the the studios, Harry Potter. Um, experience whatever it is there yeah you know we we're completely into it and mm. and surprisingly i was just talking to the eldest daughter you know she's still absolutely into it it's it's quite amazing yeah it's it's, it's got something about that you know she really she really came up with something when she wrote those books so andrew andrew we're into oh, the big one this is into it oh, we got three big mm. ones by the way what was what did that get on the uh, imdb whatever Score before oh, we go there. Did you not do the Harry Potter? Seven point six. Seven point six. Okay, seven, respectable, but respectable, not uh, not up there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Andrew, it's time for the big one. <laughs> right. Well, so my my favourite film is is not particularly well known. Um, it stars Russell Crowe, Guy Pearce, and Kevin Spacey. It's set in LA and oh! it's a, sort of a crime yes. sort of police thing. Oh, I think I know um, what you're going to say. But it's a it's a brilliantly it's very very yeah. violent. It's not yeah. it's not a family film. No. Um, but the characters are all brilliant. The the cinematography mm. is amazing. The script is just top notch and it draws you in as a little twist at the end. And it's a film called mm. LA Confidential. Yes. Yes. Um, and I, I just think it's just so well made Every, on every single level. 
it's a it's it's a terrific film and i think the, the main strength is the is the characters and i think a film needs to have great characters and when you look at you know all of the characters in la confidential they're really really strong mm, and you yeah. get drawn into the plot um you're interested in what happens you're interested in what happens to the characters mm. but i it's, it's just a great film and it's even though you know what's going to happen to the end, it, it, it rewards repeat viewings. It's a film that you can luxuriate in. Mm. Yeah. And it, but it was it was a very influential film, uh, and and I remember enjoying that a lot. And uh, yes, yeah, seeing it uh, uh, more than once. That was a big influential movie at that. Well, so what does that get on IMDb? Just out of interest, Paul. It comes in uh, coming in at oh eight point two eight point two. It's corruption, isn't it? Is in the it's trying to uncover that corruption, isn't it? Or, uh... Yeah, you've got Kevin Spacey as the celebrity cop and Russell Crowe as the sort of the violent guy that needs yeah. to be yeah. reined in. He's guy Pierce plays Ed Exley, who's, you know, at the start, you think, oh, he's just the irritating nerd that plays by the book. But actually, he turns out to be the, the hero. Mm, very good film, yeah. So, shall I move on to my big one? Come on, come on. So, no, I, I think... Um... What I'm going to do here is read you a little narrative, give you a little bit of information, oh. see if you can guess it. So, okay. so it's um, on Google, 89% liked this film. It's one hour, 32 minutes long. It was given four out of five by the Radio Times. <laughs> There's not a lot to go on yet. <laughs> yeah, come on, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. It played on a screen, yeah. So here we go, here we go. What the year? Yeah, come on. Oh, 1964. So here we go. After being trounced in Europe, Caesar dispatches Antony to forge an alliance with Ptolemy, who is squabbling with Cleopatra over the Egyptian throne. Any guesses yet? No? Antony and Cleopatra, then? Are we talking but about... the plan goes awry. As Does Antony... carry on up the way? <laughs> As... The plan goes awry as Antony is captivated by Cleopatra's asp. And it's together... not carry on Cleo. Yes. Tell me it's not carry on Cleo. <laughs> it's carry on Cleo. No. <laughs> Somebody had to go for it. <laughs> you are... I mean, you are yeah. <laughs> he threw us off the set, didn't he? I'm going to get John McEnroe like, you cannot be serious. This oh, is your man. best film of... This is the one film you would choose if you were it's on a desert what, island. If I were on a desert island, it's what you'd need, isn't it? You'd, you'd need, you, you would need a little bit of Kenneth Williams and an and infamy. You would, you would need something to smile at. And, and you would smile, wouldn't you? You would have a good old laugh there on the... On the... <laughs> now, surprisingly, on IMDb, yes. it doesn't score particularly well. What, what does, it, does it get above four? <laughs> it gets 6.1. Six point one, which, which I think is the lowest of our uh, of our films so far on IMDb. Did, would but... you say it's the best uh, carry on? You know, because I I would have put Kyber. Oh, Kyber is a classic of its kind. Yeah, it but is, the, the, I think Williams was a with at his best, wasn't he? And that line in for me, in for me, they've all got it in for me. Really, does, <laughs> does that justify does watching it... one hour thirty two of it? <laughs> Just the one line. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So, so Philip, what's your number one? 
Oh well, okay. Well, this this one this one is uh, another absolute family favourite here. A real this is a blockbuster. I've gone for a blockbuster that's got the big screen factor. You've got to see this on a big screen. I mean, the, the music's great. Uh, the story's great. It's not too mind bending, but it is. You you've got to challenge. What what the hell's going on? Uh, but we love it. Uh, it's a great watch, and it is. Inception. <laughs> really? So this, this is interesting choice. 2010, 2010. Christopher Nolan, who obviously at the moment's in the news because we've got Tenet, or well, it yeah. has come out, hasn't it? And I haven't seen it because obviously the cinemas are shut and it didn't get time to do it. But that's supposedly super complicated in time and all that kind of stuff. But uh, Inception, he played around with the whole idea of dreaming. And so they've they got this idea of these shared dreams. So you can you can lie together and uh, they, they, they connect you up with a drip or mm. something. And then you can have a shared dream. And so you have layers of dreams. So you have your first dream and then you can go deeper into a dream within a dream. And then you can go even deeper and so on. And actually the whole principle of as you get, as you get further into your dream time slows down so you can you can be you know or when you get if you get right down to the deep layer of dreaming your your time is practically stopping in real time so it goes on forever you can have a whole life down there uh, while your body's hardly aging in in the real world and so he plays with this and it's a it's a thriller it's a chase story it's a, it's got to try and achieve something so you don't know whether it's going to work and it's got enemies uh, that, that have to come to rivals have to come together in order to try and defeat someone else. It's, it's very clever on many levels, and it's got a little bit of humour mm. in it, and it's very engrossing. So you, you just, I just love, it. I, I love, you know, it's, a, it's that whole cinematic experience. I think Inception is a good call. That that was one of my near misses, and I think I I agree with you. I think that the cinematography and the special effects are absolutely amazing. Yeah. It's got yeah. good plot, strong characters, yeah. and actually, it's genuinely gripping. It's you know the, yeah. the 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 last segment when you think, are they going to escape from the dream before the guy yes. wakes up? Yes. It, it, it's genuinely suspenseful. Really, it's a really brilliant good. story if you can get your head around it. Absolutely, like, yeah, yeah. Great right. actors in it. It comes yeah. at eight point eight on IMDb. Eight point eight. Oh. 8. 8. Mm. Does that take the top spot? Does that is that the, what uh, well, it's the same? It's same as the uh, good, bad, bad, and the ugly. Good, bad. Well, that's not bad. I'm quite proud of that. Not bad. So I'm going to do my I'm going to do my near misses. Yes. Okay. Um, and in in no particular order. I actually had Inception as a near miss. It was oh, okay. very yeah, yeah. very very nearly in there. Um, but I had a, a film which um, those who like Inception might also like. It's a film called Arrival. Oh yeah, and it's about yeah. aliens yeah. who land yes. on Earth and about the struggle to communicate with them yes. and warnings that they have for the future of the human race. Yeah. It's a it's a brilliant film. Hans Zimmer did the score. Um, Amy Adams and Jeremy Renner yeah. were, were, the, were the stars. Um, but it's, it's 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 sort of again it drags you in. You don't quite know what's going on. It's quite ethereal and there's a a really um, uh, quite a, a moving emotional subplot um, mm, mm. because Amy Adams's character foresees the future and even though she knows what's going to happen to the future which ends up being quite tragic yes. she still yeah. goes ahead with yeah. the actions that generated that future when you know what it is it's actually really emotional and quite sad mm. but the film itself is, is really uplifting 
Mm. So that was that was my one. I also had The Last of the Mohicans, Daniel Day-Lewis. Oh, I love that. Yes, I like the that The music yes. and the cinematography, yes. you know, particularly yes. the chase behind a waterfall. Yes. Just incredible, but not a not a happy film. It's quite, no. you know, a lot of no. characters die. They do. It's quite a brutal film. The, la- the last sort of fight where they... Um... It's they, they've killed various people, haven't they? And the, and the girl jumps off, doesn't she? Yes. And uh, that last bit where he revenges his son's death, he's very clever, isn't he? And he, he, he outwits the other one and he chops him up. Or I something. also have Star Wars in because it's just, you know, it's just a rip-roaring, rollicking adventure. Uh, but he can't really get bored of it. So many good characters and obviously massively, massively influential. And the other three I had were Ford v Ferrari, which is about Le Mans, 1966, new new film. Um, yeah. Absolutely brilliantly acted, brilliantly scripted, um, genuinely suspenseful. Um, Where Eagles Dare, which is a sort of raw, uh, sort of war. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, there's not much not much art in it, but it's it's a great rollicking yarn, you know, perfect for Boxing Day or something in front of the fire. And my last one is a 1977 Italian horror film called Suspiria which is really brutal and really violent. Um, it's definitely not a family film. It's directed by a guy called Dario Argento with primary colours, but it's mainly f- famous for a screaming rock track by the Goblin, the, the rock band. And some of the, um, particularly the start, is genuinely really, really scary. And because it's filmed in primary colours, it's just incredibly unnerving. The introduction... Um, as some of the best it's probably the best 10 minutes in in cinema you know that you could possibly want mm-hmm. so those are my honorable mentions no they're good they're good so Come I've on, Paul. Had, so I've had um, let's see I've had one flew over the cuckoo's nest which um, curiously there's um, the nurse in it there's some sort of box set or series on TV at the moment and the story of the nurse I had uh, Shawshank Redemption, which you will, yes, many yes. listeners will be familiar with. Um, yeah, yeah. Casablanca, which again, I think some of our older listeners will will know well. Country Bogart. I, I think Africa Queen was um, a fabulous movie as well, which was a, a, a similar mm-hmm. a, a similar construct. I had The Big Lebowski, um, which is a more more recent movie which I thought was quite Was that original. the Cohen brothers? Was that one yeah. of those? Yeah, I think it must have been one of their early hits yeah. actually, wasn't it? Yeah. The Big Lebowski. And I thought Gladiator was very, very good. Very, I thought Gladiator was very It's another well great done. spectacle, isn't mm. it, Gladiator? Russell yeah. Crowe, he's not much of an actor, but he he, he can hold the hold the camera, can't he? It's not too bad. Yeah, mm. I quite like old Russell. I think he I think he's he, he does a good he does a good good turn, good stage turn, doesn't he? So what about you, Philip? Where where are you on this? I, I've got a few. I'll mention a few. I thought uh, for an epic, Lawrence of Arabia. I, oh, yeah. I remember watching yeah. that and being absolutely spellbound by it. What a terrific and and and, and the spectacle of it. But it's it's based on a true story. And I think that's actually a little bit of a theme here that some of these films are based on true stories or are near to that. And actually, that that brings them makes them interesting doesn't it so i think that was a you know would have been an amazing thing and alec guinness they wouldn't do it these days he pre- he played prince faisal there you wouldn't do that mm. you wouldn't have anybody dressing up uh, <laughs> controversy <laughs> you know somewhere else somewhere completely different with nail and i absolutely british oh yes richard e grant yeah. richard e grant and uh you've got richard griffith richard e grant paul mccann 
you know, completely mad British film, mm. hilarious. Um, that that uh, that's another cult movie. Um, uh, I've watched uh, fairly recently a couple of times Waterloo. And, and so you had uh, Rod Steiger as Napoleon and Christopher oh, Plummer as the Duke yeah. of Wellington. But the, I think the astounding mm. aspect of that film uh, was that made in 1970. You wouldn't make one of those films now in that same way. Where, whereas you've got the you've got the Lord of the Rings and all that. That it's all it's all um, CGI, isn't it? And uh, mm. it, it, they actually had the Russian army <laughs> to play the uh, the two yeah. armies. That's how they mm. had so many people to do it. <laughs> and I think that that you just don't see that. And the number of horses they actually had doing the charge and the greys. They had the great how they got so many horses in one place. That That's was quite a, just something. Yeah, that's a curiosity. Yeah. That you know those those strange um, slow motion. Uh, intervals in in Waterloo because it, 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 it's a good movie, isn't it? But it's I, I've never seen another movie do that where they suddenly slow the frames up. They try to, to sort of uh, are they trying to sort of pass time and some, mm. or something like that as a as a romp as a romp. Raiders of the Lost Ark was a great one, oh, you know, from our childhood. Mm-hmm. That was that was something there. And my last one, I was going to say, you know, I didn't put in, but I wanted to put one of Terry Gilliam's movies in because they're always great entertainment. Um, Time Bandits as a kid, I love that one with with mm. all the, uh, the the youngsters going around, all the little guys going around. And then Brazil was probably oh, my... that was complete bonkers, wasn't it? Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> but a great movie. I mean, just just a bizarre mm. world and uh, Twelve Monkeys easy as well and other things. But yeah, probably Brazil would be my highlight there. So yeah, they, but they but you've only got a five. You only got five. You've got to cut them somewhere. I think what's 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 what um, strikes me is how eclectic. The 15 films that we actually picked, yes. you know, we, we've got a, a, yes. an amazing array yes. from, dare I say, Carry On Cleo at one end, <laughs> through to genuine works of art, such as Inception and arguably, you know, L.A. Confidential and yes. The Good, The Bad and The Ugly. I mean, even Paul actually picked some films that one might regard as half decent. But it's a, it's a, it's, it's a very... It's a. It's interesting. It's a very eclectic list. It really is. It really. Is. It would be a great box yeah. set. It really would be a great box set. It would. Well, gentlemen and listener, I think I think you've probably had your fill of movies. You've been inspired now to go off and download or buy the DVD um, or visit your local cinema. Please do visit your cinema, um, as long as as long as it's safe, of course. But how how we cherish the cinema, it's a a, a much valued pastime for us all i think so um so good day from waffle chat and drone